Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to We Turned Out Fine. I am Naomi. I am Lydia. And today we're going to be coming to at you talking about the Enneagram and the five elements. Enneagram. Mm-hmm. The five elements. Yeah. We're going to go through a little bit of uh, just brief description on both of these, if this is something you've never heard of. But these are two systems that have really helped us. Um, not only explore ourselves personally and spiritually, but they've also given us a great deal of language to talk about mental health and physical health. And that's really why we wanted to share this um, with you guys so that you could have kind of this knowledge, this language as well, so that as we go into future episodes, you're not like, wait a minute, Mm. what is this (laughs) thing about being a four? What does that have to do with anything? Why is she talking about being watery or being earthy? Yep. Right? Yep. And we, to also add, these are, both of these topics that we're about to get into, they're not only personality type systems, they're also sort of belief systems or really just almost kind of like worldviews, ways of looking at the world. So just keep that in mind, that these are more than just personality type yeah. systems. Yeah. I do want to, well, talk later on why we find personality types so interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like it really says something about people that we, we kind of love to, like, figure out what mm-hmm. everybody is. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people are interested in personality types. It is. I wonder... Type systems. But yeah, we... we... We definitely like to learn about a lot of different things. And it's interesting. Different people gravitate towards different types and different yeah. systems for different you reasons. Your, you got your four temperaments. Yeah, you've got your Myers-Briggs. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the Zodiac. You've got a lot of different systems that um, sort of apply different elements and different mm-hmm. descriptions and at one point or another yeah. in our lives can really say oh this is kind of where I am right now and it's yeah. helping me give language or just illustrate something about me that I maybe you maybe yeah. couldn't do otherwise these are just things that help us understand ourselves and help us understand other people better yeah. and that's only good yeah I agree that can only be yeah. So, so. <laughs> I think I'm going to start off by just giving yeah. a brief description of the Enneagram. I'm going to go through the it. nine types with you and just kind of give an overview. But please be an aware, we can't really go into a full nitty-gritty description. We would be here for hours if we tried mm-hmm. to do that. So we could talk <laughs> we could. for hours about both of these systems. We could. But we're not. Um, we can't. We are going to link some some resources for you um, in the show notes. Um, These are resources that I, I mean, personally, uh, we've both used just to kind of research for this topic so that we could, for our own selves, and just so we can kind of glean and kind of bring that to you. Um, Those are going to be listed in the show notes. I just want to point out that uh, a lot of, from what I'm going to be reading from right now, comes from the evangelical church's vocational excellence training as that's kind of going to be my little outline here but you're also going to hear names like chris hertz richard Rohr, and books like the wisdom of the enneagram those are all going to be there for you uh, along with all the references that we're going to have for the five elements Mm -hmm. all right 
So Naomi, tell us about the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a nine type personality system. So in your mind's eye, imagine a circle like a clock. And at the top of that clock, where the 12 would be, is a nine. And then going clockwise, you're gonna see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So the circle is really important because the thing you need to understand is that at any given time, most human beings actually possess little bits of every one type. If you're a complete person, you're not just gonna be one thing, but you are going to gravitate. You're gonna have a stronger association with one type um, versus others. But just the, to just to communicate that as we go through, everybody has a little bit of each. So we start with the one. Type one is the reformer. And these people are the perfectionists. These are the people who see the world as it should be, uh, see moving through the world as uh, something to be uh, something to be perfected and they are the ones who really are out to make the world a better place and they're very focused on justice. The type two are going to be the helpers or the caretakers and these are the people who are primarily concerned with meeting the needs of others around them. Um, they're often very giving and very open. Um, can sometimes fall victim to their own um, to their own generosity um, if they're if they're a little, you know, not keeping that in check. But these are the people who are really nurturing and uh, really there for you when you need them. Then we have the achievers, and the achievers are really successful, motivated. Uh, sort of performance-oriented folk who uh, really draw their worth and value from success, or be just being seen as successful. So there's a lot. There's a bit of an outward um, preoccupation with this type, even though they are technically in the heart center with twos, threes, and fours. So the four and spoiler alert, <laughs> we're both fours. The four is the individualist or the romantic, and fours are deeply creative, deeply aesthetic, um, kind of have this um, inward, imaginative inner life, but fours can be, we can be real bitches, y'all. We can be <laughs> super melancholy and self-absorbed, um, while we're great with sitting with pain and dealing with pain if we get too stuck down in that it's really you're really useless um we know this from experience story of my life the five is the thinker or the investigator and fives really just are, are the people who are who move through the world analytically and are looking to figure out not just, you know, information, but really compile a complete worldview. And they can often feel a little aloof, a little removed um, from everyone, uh, but they really are the observers and the analyzers of, of life and of the world. And then we have the six. 
The six are the loyalists. And the loyalists, it was a little hard for me to understand the six at first, but I actually really appreciate them now. But the loyalists are the ones who want to keep everybody safe. They are questioning, they are suspicious. They also can be extremely rule abiding. It's either they trust the system mm -hmm. and want to keep everybody safe or they don't trust the system at all and they're like, no, we need to be, we need to be safe from the system. Right. Um, so the six is a really interesting uh, type and it's actually, I'm told, the most common type. Uh, but they want to keep everybody secure. Then we have sevens, and I love sevens. Sevens are the enthusiasts. The um, sevens are the fun people to be around and the ones who are just the life of the party. I feel like we always have that friend who is just like, they're just onto the one thing after the next, and they always are like, you look at their social media and it's like, what have they done now? And they're off to Portugal and oh my gosh, he went to Australia and oh my gosh, Coachella. And it's just <laughs> this, this fun fest, like chasing that high. And so they can be really great fun people to be around, but oftentimes that chase is motivated by not dealing with pain. You try and do more things and curate more joy and curate more fun in order to avoid actually dealing with um, dealing with something that could hurt you or bring you pain. Mm. All right. Next we have the eight. And the eights are the leaders or the challengers. Um, some of my favorite people are eights. Uh, they are the people who are just, they are tough as nails. They tell you like it is, but they, they also kind of have this righteous anger um, that there's this need to kind of be against, that, to create autonomy. And these people make great leaders. They make great advocates. They're really, um, they're really good at getting people to do something um, but they can also be a little aggressive a little assertive and can sometimes steamroll over people if they're not careful mm. and then finally we have the type nine and the nine. type nine nine is the peacemaker nine or the mediators <sighs> the peacemakers these are the people who just want it to be chill they are looking for harmony they are looking for everybody in their life to be at peace they don't really want to create waves or rock the boat and so oftentimes there's this kind of absorption i think with um kind of keeping everybody settled down um and so they can be really great listeners, really patient, and really comfortable to be around. Um, but sometimes that can, the negative side is that can sometimes turn into passivity or some, yeah. can sometimes uh, even turn into like laziness. Something I was told is that nines, they're surprised at like how many naps can a nine take? Um, so we've got these nine types and the best way to figure out the type that you are, uh, while there are tests that you can take and certainly you can Google um, Enneagram test and um, 
also do more research. I think the best thing is really to is to do research on on the descriptions of every one of these and so many things there's so many ways this intersects um, in uh, for um, personal personal wounds what what things have really affected our hearts where do you really are, are operate from is it a heart center it is a gut center is it a brain or a mind center and I really think the best way is honestly to talk to somebody who knows the Enneagram and has these resources and really see what vibrates what comes up and uh, I, I think, you know, I told you, Lydia, like um, how I found out about this system was through my college, the seminary um, that my college uh, was associated with. All of the incoming seminary students had to do their Enneagram and their Myers-Briggs. And I remember talking to my friend about it. And I said, what is this? And she did exactly she did exactly what I just said. She went through each of the nine types. And when she got to the four and started describing like these are the people who are creative but can be self-absorbed they're really highly aesthetic but can be super moody i'm just in my head going check check <laughs> check you just that is me mm-hmm. and it just it, it resonated very clearly as even though i can certainly be a perfectionist without a doubt mm-hmm. and i can also be um i can also operate in a nurturing role in a helper role very easily as well and part of the reason is because the four actually uh, like I said the Enneagram is kind of moving it's you're you're even though you're your type you take on and you can grow and in health times of health the four takes on some of the good one characteristics and in unhealth it can move towards a two and then you're right between the three and the five. So you mm-hmm. can have a wing as either a four wing five or a four wing three. And so it's not just the static existence that that's your type and that's who you are. You're actually kind of moving through the entire process um, and living the goal is really to live a more complete life, a more integrated life, and to understand what you need to be practicing or what you need to be abstaining from at any given time, depending on where you are personally in your health, in your spiritual and your mental and physical health. What do you need to take on or what do you need to let go of? Um, I want to touch on wings real quick because if you've heard anything about the Enneagram, I'm sure you've heard about the wings. And mm-hmm. this was always this is something I was like, what what is the point of the wing? If I'm a four, I shouldn't <laughs> I just be a four? But um, it doesn't mean you have to grow your wings like an angel. Or yeah, something. it's like you just have the one wing too. Like you don't <laughs> just have two; you just have like one, just this like little <laughs> catamaran. I feel like yeah. a boat, like a then... or like a fin. It's <laughs> like more a of a fin. fin. That's what it's like. <laughs> this is just it's a little What's bit your of fin <laughs> weird thing. Um, but your back wing, just a wing. <laughs> like imagine a... if you had an actual wing or like a rudder. <laughs> but imagine, like you know, imagine like an angel 
but instead of two wings where they come out of like the shoulder blades or right behind the shoulder blades it's just one and instead of like coming out at a bit of an angle it just like it's out at like hmm. 90 degrees like a fin like a but fin. it's a wing I, I, are you picturing that i am picturing this that's so weird all right Anyhow. sorry <laughs> they should call it a fin they should call it a fin maybe <laughs> or I don't know. Sorry. Tell us about fins. But the fins. <laughs> the wings. Your Enneagram um, fin. You're basically, as your type kind of lives in between two other types on this circle, you can also share qualities um, between the two, as far as I understand. So, um, and you can talk a little bit about this as well, because I think you understand this, that mm. I, I identify more towards the four with a three wing uh to have a little bit of an achiever a little bit of a performer vibe mm. and so my <laughs> example for this um that i love is i uh, love going to comic cons i try and go to wizard world every year when it comes through austin i love dressing up i love doing extreme makeup i love creating a character mm-hmm. and all of that is great like creatively that meets so many of my needs oh, yeah. just to like you. yeah do extreme makeup but then but then so you fun. put me in front of people mm-hmm. and they love it mm-hmm. and i got to well, tell you're you an actress. oh my Actor. gosh it just there's something about it the attention yeah. and just the um you are a you are a thespian. Yeah, just there's something about it that just feels so much. You're just mm-hmm. like um, I had a great time living your best life this past year. I've done a, a weeping angel costume from Doctor Who before, and I did it again. Speaking this Speaking of angels, am I, I right? Your wing. Oh my god! Wait, your wing <laughs> has to do with your wings. It does. Oh, we it, brought it around, meow. All righty. We, I just meowed. We brought it around, meow. <laughs> we brought it back around, y'all, is what I was going to say. It was like some Henrietta Pussycat. Like, we got to bring <laughs> her back, yo. But that's awesome. Yeah. I love that, that little connection. Yeah. So, yeah. Because you're, you're a performer. I'm a performer. As well. You're, you're a creative and a performer. And I've gotten affirmation because very early on in my life, I got affirmation this, I'm saying this, y'all, right as I'm discovering it, but I got affirmation from performance because mm. that was something that um, our dad got us, got me into yeah. when I was sure, really sure. young, and I was told, oh, you're good at this. You're a good speaker. You're a good performer. And so that was really cultivated to be, be met. Sure. And then sure. when you go into combine something like this, like a creative process that I really enjoy just on my own but then I really get I get asked for pictures I get um, a lot of attention just walking through the um, the convention center and um, I I was a, I was at a Q&A with David Tennant uh, mm-hmm. this past year at Wizard World mm-hmm. here and one of the kids who came up to the microphone asked David, what's your favorite monster? Or what's the scariest monster? Oh yeah. And David said, you know, he, he answered, he gave it, gave a nice answer. And then he turned it back to the kid and said, so what's your favorite monster? Wait, what was his favorite? Oh, it was David's? 
Yeah. Oh, I, you know, I'll have to I don't find remember. It. I forget. He, he, oh. I, I don't think he gave a straightforward answer. I actually think he may have just <laughs> said like, well, they're I like all... this one and I like this right, one. Right, right, But. They're all great in their own way. He, Sorry, he, continue. He turned the question back on the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kid, and, and asked the kid, well, what do you, th- what's your favorite Doctor Who monster? And the, and the kid just says, um, well, I think the Weeping Angels I stood up on my chair as fast as I could, covered my hands, covered my eyes with my hands, and and basically yeah. assumed the position. <laughs> and David looks at me, he points, and he's like, there's one right there. Holy and shit. the entire audience in this giant convention room applauded. Yeah. I can't begin to tell you that made mm. my year. Oh yeah, just that. That was your moment. I got just you being, had. You were I like had Eminem. That moment. Yes, don't, you had one shot. Don't one opportunity. Miss your chance. <laughs> or like Hamilton. Don't throw away it. You don't did throw not away throw your away shot. your shot. No, you shot that shit. You so, killed that moment. Yes, <laughs> that's. I mean, yes. That's, that is such, and I love that story. Thank you for telling it. <laughs> Again, I, <laughs> that's I a great that. story. Sorry. Um, the, sorry, I had to think for a second. Right, the distinction for that being characteristic of a three, because this is something I'm sure you were getting at already, is that, like, each different type, it's differentiated by what they're motivated by. So it's not just the performing, it's uh, being motivated by the attention that's the characteristic to the three wing. Am I? Is that correct? Yeah, that's more characteristic to the three. Because I mean, it's it not be to say both, that. Because but... like fours are it, being creative people, the musicians, the artists, you know, like um, actors. Like a lot of fours are already performers. Yes, but the fours, so just to like distinguish the three part. The I guess, fours, is what the, their primary concern with fours is to be unique. Is mm. to be completely different, completely original, yeah, not ordinary. Um, and as we're veering now more into just our conversation, um, you know, that's something we can talk more about as we both share this type. Mm. But the but the four is is constantly like they don't want we don't want to be ordinary. We don't want to be just like everybody else it's like there's a difference there's this separateness like we've always you know if any if you've heard anybody say well I'm different I've always been different I've always known I'm different I I feel like the four type adds a little bit more language to just that feeling of saying I've never been like anybody else and I never want to be like anybody else yeah I want to be something. I want to be something that is completely <laughs> different and completely special. Like we're yeah. special little snowflakes. Yeah, it's interesting because I think for me, it's I have no choice. I already am, whether mm. I want that or not. But there all is also that sense of like knowing, like not like people. It's like I know it myself, and people have just reiterated it to me my entire life Mm. by pointing out how different I am and yeah um so that's that's interesting just for me and my fourness um because sometimes it feels like I want to be normal a lot of the time or or not normal but just be able to deal with things the way other people seem to be able to deal with them yeah but at the same time 
definitely embracing my uniqueness and having a lot of pride in that and wanting to be unique in many ways, like really wanting to like maintain that. It's definitely part of my identity. Um, it's just also interesting for me and my personal foreness that for me there is also a lot of like, well, I'm so different already whether I wanted it or not that it doesn't feel like, uh, you know, there's there's often a uh, trade-off with that. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, it's, and it's interesting because, like, I'm you're a four-wing three and, like, I'm a four-wing five, but I'm also an actor and a performer. And it's, like, so it's I, I enjoy that. But I guess maybe for me I'm not always as comfortable with the attention. Mm. Uh, like... And, and that's something that can be common among, like, actors and performers is, like, they have social anxiety at the stage door, but they're amazing on stage, you know, or whatever. I don't know. It's not that I don't enjoy the attention, but I guess that's the point about the three. It's their motivation, right? Yeah, it, it, it's very much... Oh, I wonder... I don't know. <clears throat> I, I, I feel like it's has to do with how you give and receive love mm. or maybe in how, how you understand your value... And one thing I do want to just mention um, in regards to this and to other personality typing systems is the one thing I really appreciate about the Enneagram is that it kind of answers the why question. You know, mm -hmm. something like the Myers-Briggs um, says, well, you're, you're an introvert, you're an extrovert, you're a thinker, you're a perceiver, you're these things. But the Enneagram kind of fills in, well, here's why. Mm. Here's what's really going on underneath all of those characteristics that, that, are, that are going on. You know, what are the things you get stuck in? What are the things that really meet your needs? What, are you, what, what is really motivating you? Um, yeah. I uh, really love reading or actually listen just to the audiobook version of Chris Chris Hertz's The Sacred Enneagram and and uh, I think he gives some really great descriptions uh, on just what is motivating and it's it's like wanting to make the world a better place or wanting to make people better or wanting to uh, do your personal best I think is with the three wanting to just do your best and be recognized for that and for the four, wanting to just be yourself and be original and be known for being you. Ooh, see that resonates with me. Yeah, uh, being known. I want to be known understood for being and be understood for being mm. myself. Now that I fully resonate with. Yeah. So I for think sure. that is a, a. Sorry, should we say the ones for the fives and all of them as well? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, did you just say? I did. Did you only just say fours? I did. Or just did you just say threes. As I went well? up to four. Uh, but for the five, yeah, it's, inclusive. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's wanting to have clarity. It's wanting mm. to just kind of know have this truth. awareness. Yeah. Know the truth and, and like share oh, the yeah. truth for the six. It's yep. this state of, of constancy or safety, wanting to, wanting to keep safe. everybody safe and keep everybody kind of loyal, like confident loyalty. Like I know whose side I'm on and I know mm. who's on my side. Yeah. For the seven, it's this, I, I, what I have written here is imaginative freedom from inspirational independence. I got that from Chris Hertz. Um, oh. It's just. Can you say that again? Imaginative freedom for inspirational independence. Wow. 
Whoa. I like it. It's kind of this sprightly, otherworldly, mythological, like, <laughs> unconnected, yeah. free spirit-ness and that yeah. just enjoys the best of life, wanting to have. Whereas the eight, it's, you know, wanting, wanting like, un- wanting autonomy, wanting to be separate, not wanting to be chained down or defined by any one thing, but um, to really be, be, be unto themselves, I suppose. Mm. And the peacemaker, it, peacemaker, it's just to have, yeah, mm-hmm. that peace, that, that, <laughs> World that peace. serenity, you know, <laughs> to just have that as uh, be be this agreement amongst yeah. amongst everybody. Everyone. Can so, we all just get along? Can we all just get along? So yeah, it's like that. What is the that? Four, the four is. I just have a lot of feelings. I just have all these feelings. I just wish we could just make a cake. Go eat it. Be happy. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't even go here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah, um, that's a really good, really good overview. Yeah. Thank you. Um, should I get into five, five elements? elements? Yeah, and we will discuss both. So, um, five elements comes from ancient Chinese tradition. Um, you could say it's a philosophy. You could say it's a belief system. You could say it's a way of life. Um, it was. It was already happening for a long time, but it became very well established in China around the 2nd or 1st century BC during the Han Dynasty. And um, in Chinese, it is called Wuxing, which literally means, and I might not be pronouncing that right, but um, the literal translation is either the five movements or five actions, depending on how you want to translate. So basically, um, it describes, very similarly to the Enneagram, it is also something that describes um, just sort of life and how you could could call it the five seasons um, or the five phases or the five stages. It it goes by many different names. Um, Movements is really great because similar to the Enneagram, it's, uh, it's not a static thing. It's something that's you, ideally you're gonna be moving along it, changing with it. And I really like how similar to elements, it's very like nature-based. Mm. That's why I also like uh, thinking about it in terms of seasons. And, uh, and each element has so many different things that it corresponds with. So it's a lot. And similar to the Enneagram, it's, there's so, it's so comprehensive, it's so thorough, there's so much that we could get into exactly. that we could be talking for hours, yeah. so I'm going to do my best to try to keep it concise and just uh, tell you sort of the more important points of each of the five elements. So they are water, wood, earth, fire, and metal. Um, a lot of people, when they think of elements, they think of you know fire, water, air, and Earth. I don't know. Earth, thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this is it's different. It's not airbender. It's not quite the Zodiac. Um, Captain Planet. But, right. <laughs> Captain Planet. But it does relate to the Zodiac. Um, personally, I think that, the, that a lot of different personality type systems can overlap. We kind of mentioned that at the beginning. Um, and there are ways that I find that uh, the five elements and the Zodiac 
do sort of correspond in ways, uh, even though they have a different sort of element uh, kind of system. Anyway, so if we're going along with sort of um, each different element in that order, and each different element has so many different sort of corresponding things, like archetype, season, emotion, organs, even like body type, and then a few examples of some famous people. So going in that order, starting with water, the archetype for water is the baby or the philosopher. The season is winter. Um, basically the water types are very curious, they're creative, these are very deep thinkers, but they may also tend towards melancholy. Um, they tend to move at their own pace, they can't really be rushed. They can be known for their gentleness and their charisma, but sometimes they can get stuck in fear and may tend towards isolation and melancholy. The emotion is fear. The organs are the bladder or the kidney. Uh, I'm a water type, Naomi's a water type. We are both also Enneagram 4s. And it's just very fitting that the uh, organs for the water type are the kidney and bladder. I mean bladder. Yeah, it makes sense. But also because if you want to listen back to episode 3, you can find out a whole lot about why that's really relevant for me. The body type may be fleshy or soft or curvy, may be bigger at the hips, may have deep-set eyes. And some examples of some famous people might be Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Nicolas Cage... Thinking of some examples from like Harry Potter, if um, I could find a few characters for each element, I think from that. So I think maybe uh, Luna might have some water, maybe even like Snape, and uh, and maybe even Ron sometimes. Um, that's that's kind of interesting. Okay, but moving right along. So uh, the next element being wood. Uh, the season for wood is spring, so coming after winter, right? So going along with that kind of thing, their archetype is the pioneer or the warrior. And so thinking again about springtime, um, you can think about people who have a lot of wood as being kind of like in that um, fable of the ants and the grasshopper. Woods might be a lot like the ants in that they want to be very productive. They want to use the time that they have um, to do as much growing, getting as much done as possible. So these people are very ambitious. Very determined, they're doers, they can be leaders, um, they're very active, they may have very high standards and can be perfectionists. Um, and so when they're unhealthy or when they're, you know, out of balance, they can become like very, very type A, maybe even controlling or demanding, and they may be challenged with feeling a lot of frustration with others, um, thinking perhaps that the others are not doing enough. Um, and so following along with that, their emotion that they may be challenged by is anger, whereas for water it was fear. And the, the organs that um, would need to pay special attention to are the liver and the gallbladder. As far as their body type or their appearance, they may be long-limbed, maybe sort of stocky and sturdy, or even sort of willowy, um, and they may have sort of broad backs or broad shoulders. Um, some famous people who may be known for having a lot of wood are people like Pink, the singer, or Simon Cowell. As far as Harry Potter characters, um, Hermione definitely has a lot of wood. Um, moving on to the next element, Earth. The archetype for Earth is the teacher or the counselor. Um, these people are nurturers. They like to make sure that everybody is okay. They love to take care of people. They love to gift people homemade goods and crafts. They love making things with their hands and then giving that to someone. Um, 
They can become, however, very resentful if they're giving too much and not getting and taken care of in return. Or they can even become codependent in some relationships. And so their challenging emotion they may experience can be anxiety or even codependence, which is not really an emotion, um, but it's something that they can be prone to when in imbalance. And so their season is actually not quite a season, but for Earth, their time of year is the equinoxes and the solstices. Solstices. <laughs> their organs that they need to pay special attention to are stomach, spleen, and pancreas. As far as body type, these people may be short, they may be stocky or plump, especially around the middle, um, they may have small palms and feet. All of these body type things are quite arbitrary. As far as famous people who may be examples of having a lot of earth, um, we think of people like Mr. Rogers or Mother Teresa um, in Harry Potter. I definitely think Mrs. Weasley has quite a lot of earth. She's very earthy. Moving right along to the fire element. The archetype for fire is the wizard or the comedian. Um, they, sorry, the season is summer. And um, fire types are the life of the party. They're always chasing the next high or the next adventure. Um, these people can be super, super charismatic. You can feel like, um, like mesmerized and like you're kind of like on a whirlwind adventure with them um, when you're in their sort of in their aura um, but then they may it may be sort of fleeting and then they may be like going and treating somebody else that way in the next five minutes um, so um, and it can also when they're unhealthy and imbalanced they can also be doing that going from adventure to adventure always chasing the next high as a way to avoid confronting their issues which can then lead to panic which is the emotion that they can struggle with as far as organs that they need to pay attention to and take special care of, um, those are the heart, the small intestine, and what is called the triple warmer, which I think is kind of like your pericardial uh, tissue kind of. It's like a it's like a um, like a membrane. <laughs> it goes around your like lungs and your heart, something like that. Anyway, um, and some sometimes it's called the triple warmer. The body type for fires. Um, these people can be very muscular and have very fast metabolisms. They can also have um, a little higher body temperature than others. Um, so they, they may be prone to hot flashes um, if dealing with hormone issues. And so they, can, um, they may need to watch out for eating too many spicy foods. Some famous people who are examples of having a lot of fire may be Jim Carrey, um, Ellen, Robin Williams, in Harry Potter, um, Fred and George Weasley come immediately to mind as having lots and lots of fire. And that's the fire type. Moving along to the metal element, the archetype for the metal element is the queen or the alchemist. The season for metal is autumn. These people are highly, highly concerned with enlightenment and um, higher consciousness and a higher way of living. They can be very, very selfless gurus and humanitarians. Um, really devoting themselves to world peace and to um, being examples of, of how to be the best type of people. But if they're unhealthy or if they're in, imbalanced, um, they can tend towards being very judgmental or very self-righteous, literally thinking that they're above others because they're striving for perfection, you might say. Um, but they are very, very preoccupied with enlightenment and higher consciousness. And so... Um, the emotion that they may struggle with is grief. The organs that they need to take special care of are the lungs, 
the large intestine, and the skin. And as far as body type, metal types may be very tall or they may appear very tall. And um, what I do want to make very clear, as far as body types are concerned, um, your body type or your body may represent one element that may not necessarily be your primary element. And so using myself as an example, I'm rather tall, but I actually don't have that much metal. Um, it's actually the, the element that I scored the lowest on when I took the test that's in the book where you do a quiz for each separate element. I actually scored the lowest for metal, but I'm quite tall. And so that's that might be just to say that like water is my primary element, but maybe the bit of metal that I do have manifests in my body. So just take that with a grain of salt that like, you know, whatever your primary element is, your body type may not necessarily represent that. Um, so these are just things to keep in mind. Moving on, the some famous people examples of people with, who may have a lot of metal, um, people like Angelina Jolie, or um, I think of like Padma Lakshmi. Um, as far as Harry Potter, um, I definitely think Dumbledore would be a metal for sure. And um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, those are the five elements essentially. And so like I said, um, you may have heard me mentioning primary element. Um, so sort of like how the Enneagram has your type and then your wing or your fin, as we have discovered, <laughs> is more accurate. Um, with the five elements, you have uh, your primary element and you may have a secondary element. And if you want to get really into it, you can even look into what your tertiary, quaternary, I don't know how to pronounce all those words, but your third, fourth and fifth elements um, because that's the thing, there's five of them, and also similar to the Enneagram, ideally, we would all have a bit of both, or you would be able to tap into, um, ideally, each individual will be able to tap into each of the five elements as needed, mm -hmm. um, and it also, this is why I like thinking about them as seasons, because you could also think about it as having different seasons of your life, where one element might be primary, and then in a different, in another season of your life, another element might be primary um and that's a great way to think about them as seasons and they're also thought about um in terms of the life cycle um and of course if you want that's also a thing throughout different um traditional ancient philosophies you know ayurveda traditional medicine just all, all throughout culture is this idea of the seasons representing the human life cycle as well so we see that with the five elements um that's why the archetype for the water is one of them is the baby um in terms of how they could represent the human life cycle um water would be the first element representing curiosity that's another uh, very very characteristic thing of the water type similar again to fours is like sort of sense of curiosity and wonder um and um playfulness and very much like a baby, you know, learning about everything, just discovering a lot. Um, then actually the next is spring, right? Wood. Um, yeah, because water is winter. It's kind of weird. But um, 
spring is when the growth happens, right? That's why wood would be the next one after water. If water is the baby, then wood is sort of your adolescence or your young adulthood or when you're doing the most growing, right? Mm, Um, The most growing and getting things done and being very, very active, being very, very productive. So fire is your summertime because that's how seasons work. Yeah. Spring is wood. (laughs) This is when you're getting things done. And then fire uh, is summer. And this is when you're you're reaping all the rewards of your hard work, right? Mm, Um, You're having all the fun. Fire, you're having your summer of your life, you're having really your your funnest time of your life, you're reaping all your rewards, followed by earth, the uh, solstices, the equinoxes, um, the nurturing period where you are now in a caretaker position or a teacher counselor position. And then followed by metal, because at that point, you know, that person has lived a whole life and is towards the end of their life. And this is why um, the season for metal is autumn. Um, And if you want to think about this person as being the shaman or like the very wise old, um, you know, the very wise old person, that's why they're all preoccupied with um, higher consciousness Mm. and reverence and all of that good stuff. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because it, I mean... (laughs) They, they correspond with so many things and represent yeah, exactly. I like that it represents different times in your life because yeah that's there's a sense of completeness and yes. I think um, just for both of these two systems that's what really drives home the similarity for mm-hmm. me is the sense of wholeness and the sense of integration. You know, because yeah, we're definitely. meant to have a whole life. Yeah. And we're meant... Because no, yeah. no one element or no one type is perfect. We're never going so to be in one lane forever. Yeah. To be the most evolved, the highest version of each of our individual selves we can be, we need to know how to be able to access all of these different types or elements. Yeah. And so I like that both in both ways... Both time, both systems are representative of so many different things and correspond with so many different things, like with the organs or seasons or mm-hmm. um, yeah times of your life. And with the enneagram, I mean, there's different wounds, different childhood wounds, different mm-hmm. origins. There's also, a, you know, some Christian um, mystics or uh, you know some Christian um, thoughts have associated the seven deadly sins plus oh. plus two more <laughs> to, to make up the difference <laughs> have associated each type with a certain deadly sin uh, or cardinal sin yeah, yeah, um, yeah. to describe those ways in which each type will get stuck or what's that tragic flaw mm-hmm. um, that they might yeah. have yeah with the five elements as well there's so many different things that can be associated with these elements um, because some other practices from um, ancient Chinese tradition like feng shui and qigong um, which I'm a huge fan of I love qigong it just makes me feel so good you should try it Um, everyone should try qigong Um, yeah feng shui qigong tai chi um, they all can be associated with the five elements or um, 
they correspond because of course with the organs and everything so when you incorporate that into qigong it means that you're doing certain movements for certain organs for certain elements so there's actually a really great um youtube video where you can do a like 10 15 minute qigong practice um according to like the five elements it's really great oh neat um yeah and so this corresponds with even martial arts even military strategy even music um, there are ways uh, that it's, this is also similar to Ayurveda and the dosha types in Ayurveda, which we may talk about in another time. Yeah, it can apply to your personality, body type, your health and nutrition, your disposition, your sort of energy levels, all that good stuff. Um, and I, I almost forgot to mention, but similar to how the Enneagram has you has like, you know, you may go to a different number type when you're in health and when you're in unhealth. Um when you're unhealthy with the five elements there's also like each element corresponds with a different element mm-hmm. based on how they can either help or challenge one another i like that and so yeah because um, it's that's kind of the enneagram it corresponds with that as well so for wood um, wood feeds fire but wood parts earth so woods and woods love fires and they can they can um do a lot of great things it's like other other you can also refer to these as either like generating a uh, relationship or controlling or overcoming. Mm-hmm. So it might be like a control. You might hear this referred to as like the control cycle or the like helping cycle or something like that. Mm-hmm. So for wood, like I said, they help fire, they feed fire or generate for fire. But for earth, they will part earth or they may control or challenge earth. <clears throat> earth. Um, bears metal so for earth its generating cycle is helping metal but its control cycle is uh damming or muddying water right so Mm -hmm. earth can be generating for metal but can be it can muddy the waters it can be challenging for waters waters um next of all they uh what did i write there (laughs) Uh, waters are good for wood. <laughs> waters help helps the wood grow. <clears throat> Think yeah, waters. I don't know what I wrote there, but water is good for wood. It nourishes wood, or I mean, more more literally, woods are the ones who are always like super ambitious and wanting to get things done, like go getters. Um, and waters, as people, they need a lot of. They can um, energetically, they can need a lot of time to get going. They kind of want to take it easy. They go at their own pace. So waters can be good for woods in that they'll help them to slow down and be like, hey, man, just take it easy, be patient, like, there's no rush, you know. But um, waters can extinguish fire um, because our sort of, like, melancholy mm-hmm. <laughs> nature can at times uh, put out the fire. Literally, kind of, like, like dampen, dampen the party. Dampen the party, yeah, literally. Um, at times or yeah be a stick in the mud see all of these all of these different sayings stick in the mud that's true water extinguishes fire metal collects water and then metal chops wood so metals can be good for waters but metals can be challenging for woods so this actually occurred during a conversation a couple of years ago the stick Um, in the wood relationship stick in the the, yeah stick in the mud comfort um stick in the wood stick in the wood Stick in the stick in sorry stick we, in the mud story. We both have a lot of water, but I also I, I know that I have a lot of earth, um, 
And then there was like, and a little bit of wood. <laughs> so as we were like talking about this, learning about this together, I was like, okay, water, earth, mix that together. Got a little wood in there. And I'm like, I'm basically just a stick <laughs> in the mud. <laughs> yeah. That's what I am. I'm a stick That's in the hilarious. mud. No, you are not a stick in the mud. But, like, it's gr- I, this is why I love the five elements is because it, it essentially it's so simple, you know? Yeah. You're talking about, like, the most basic elements of the life, the earth that we're living on, you know, the life that surrounds us. And, and yeah, it's like they're applicable just like we have those sayings because they're so – these things are so applicable in our life, in our everyday life. Um <clears throat> And there's only five of them, so it's like once you've kind of learned and gotten the basics, it's like you only have to remember those five. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still love the Enneagram and I love the the nine different types, and that's why I love learning about both of them. Yeah. But I think that for people who who maybe only they can only handle kind of like getting one down and sticking with one personality type system. Um, this might be the most accessible simply because it's only five of them as opposed to 12 zodiac signs or 16 Myers-Briggs types. Yeah. You know. Um, it's a little less intimidating when you... Yeah. It's like, oh, it's it's very this very basic elemental... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Old kind of way of thinking of yes. things. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and like I mentioned on uh, another episode, one of our first episodes... I find out I found out about the five elements because of the paranormal podcast um, by Jim Harold. Yeah, I think that was, I think that was when we talked about Shameless. Was when I mentioned that. I yeah, because we were talking about mental health and demons. That's okay. right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, I found out about the five elements. Ironically enough, because it's not paranormal at all. Um, like I said, it comes from ancient Chinese tradition. So if you look it up, you'll find just a wealth of information. That's also partly why. Um, it can be a little bit inconsistent, the information that you might come across, because it's so, so old, and because it's so, um, it's been so well-researched, and so, it's been around for so long, um, it's so well-established, there's also so many different, like I said, kind of, like, schools of thought, and different ways to describe it, and there's just so much information, so, but I found out about it, um, through Jim Harold's Paranormal Podcast, and like I said last time, go check him out, definitely, if you're interested in that kind of thing, but yeah, funnily enough, it was on an episode where he had Dondi Dolan, the author of uh, The Five Elements, a book uh, on The Five Elements, I believe it's just called The Five Elements, the book, and um, by Dondi Dolan, and he had her on his podcast, and she just gave a quick, you know, I think it was a half-hour episode where she just gave a quick rundown of each of these different types and then I think she also talked about how they relate to one another but I was just like oh this is amazing this is so great Mm -hmm. and so I downloaded the audiobook and listened to it in like just a few days and was like oh my god this is like as I was listening to it I immediately knew which which element was my primary and then it was like as I heard each of the other elements I was like oh I know someone that it's like people come to your mind automatically people may have been coming to your mind as I was um, listeners, Naomi, whomever, you know, as I was describing those elements, you know, yeah. it's like, oh yeah, that sounds like, you know, I know someone who like, that's definitely them. That's like their thing. Um, and really it, it helps you, like we said, like just understand yourself and the people around you a bit better. And just with the purpose of wanting to be able to relate, relate better to one another. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend, uh, Dondi Dolan, the five elements. If you just want to take a quick quiz to find out what your primary and secondary elements may be, you can go to learnthefiveelements.com 
and uh, it's just like a quick 10 minute quiz. You don't have to pay for anything or buy anything or, or whatever. Um, you will get, um, and because it's so quick though, it's like you're kind of just getting a, a basic sort of superficial, um, you know, uh, like guess at like, this is your, probably your primary element. This is probably mm-hmm. your secondary. But if you read the book or like I, I listen to the audiobook. That's really, there's a, a portion of the book that's a whole entire test, a whole sort of assessment where you take a different test for each element. So you have a score for each of the five elements and that's how you oh. find out more accurately I what like for that. sure. Didn't I do that with you? Yeah, I think we did actually. I think we did. But I really yeah. like that there was one for each element, not just exactly. one comprehensive. Exactly. So you could feel your way through each. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's up to you guys. You know, if this sounds like something you might be interested and you want to just see it, what your type might be, just quick, kind of like off the bat, um, and you want to just like go take that quick. I think it's like ten question. It's it's pretty short yeah. quiz. Um, you can find out what are probably your your primary and secondary types. But again, I do highly highly recommend uh, you know getting some more information about this uh, because the more information you have, the more you can use it to apply it to, to help your life. So if you do get the book or uh, listen to the audiobook or find some other kind of test or assessment, um, but yeah, definitely something where you can get a score for each different element, that's going to be the most accurate. And then you can get a really good idea of what your makeup is yeah. for each of the five elements. For instance, I took it about two years ago. And at that time, my primary was water followed by actually fire. I thought it was wood, but at that time it was water, then fire, then wood then earth followed by metal (laughs) yeah Um, but that was two years ago so actually i i think it might be a good idea for me to take it again because that's the thing is um you know as different as you move through different seasons of your life you might find that your secondary or third um, elements may have shifted or switched or maybe even your primary element may have changed so yeah it's just a really good thing to do if this sounds like something that might be helpful for you to seek more information about it and again Dondi dolan and her book is um they are a great resource. And, and I really do think the best way is just to learn more, just to familiarize yourself um, with each of the systems and, you know, see what resonates and ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so do yeah. we, we want um, to just finish up by talking like about like how this has maybe helped us. One of these has helped us personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How did it help us turn out fine? <laughs> Yeah. Um, at the time when I discovered the five elements, um, it, it really did a lot to help me understand not only myself and why I was the way I was. Um, it was very sort of like validating. It was like, oh yeah, that's why I am the way I am. Um, and it just, yeah, it just confirmed a lot of things for me. And also, um, at, at that time in my life when I discovered it, as far as like you know, the people in my life who are very close to me, it did help me understand them a lot better when learning about the elements as well. And definitely one relationship in particular, which was sort of the primary relationship in my life at that time, um, which ended up having a lot of conflict and unfortunately a lot of turmoil. Even though what I learned about the five elements, it wasn't, I wasn't able to really use that knowledge to help like resolve or make that situation, I don't know, better you know uh, yeah the 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 relationship wasn't able to be reconciled unfortunately but for sure everything I learned about the five elements really helped me to be able to give grace to myself 
in that situation and to that other person because it really helped me by knowing by knowing what their primary elements were and what was motivating them mm. um, and where that conflict was coming from. Yeah, yes, that absolutely helped me um, just to be able to understand better why they were, <laughs> why the conflict arose and, and why things were the way they were. And that's, yeah, that's really something that, that helps me, um, that I find very helpful from the five elements is like picking up on what, um, what a person's primary elements are. And then, um, you know, if they behave towards me in a certain way, I might, if I'm able to recognize that, then I might not take things personally because I'll be like, oh, well, I kind of feel like I'm getting this sort of woody, woody vibe from them, or I'm getting a metallic vibe from this person. So like, I'm not going to take it personally if, Mm. you know, if this or that, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, a huge thing was sort of, um, uh, learning about it physically. Um, and in particular, the, the audio book that I listened to, because it's written by Dondi Dolan, her mother is Donna Eden, who is one of the sort of, uh, um, she's sort of a big person when it comes to energy medicine. She's written a lot of books and is a founder of a whole sort of system of energy healing kind of stuff. And so a lot of the five elements can be applied, like I said, to things like Qigong, to like nutrition and health. And so, and that was, um, I mean, that was part of the reason why I knew right away that water was not my type was finding out that the organs are the kidney and the bladder, kidneys and the bladder. Um, and there's, there's all kinds of things like each different element has like a time of day. Mm. It's like a different, a time during the day and then a time at night, like 12 hours apart where it's like the one time, the one time period window, you're supposed to be like super active and like getting a lot of stuff done. And that's like your best time of day where you, you have the most energy. And then the other time of day is like where you're kind of at your weakest. And I think for water, it's like between, it's like one and three, or is it three and five? It's something like that. So it's either like one and three p.m. and one and three a.m. or three and five. It's something like that. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So just fun little. St- sorry, I'm rambling now, but just fun little stuff like that. Um, as far as health and helping, just things that help me understand how to better take care of my body because of my primary type. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I think. What about uh, you? Yeah, just with and, – and, and the five elements, too, I really kind of just resonate with the idea of being watery and fluid and needing to mm-hmm. move and needing to have to space. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so with, be, with being a four, um, oh, yeah. one of the big things – one of the ways I knew that I was this type was when it was the having a deep, imaginative inner life was described and this has been a coping mechanism that I've had since I was a child Mm -hmm. that I would often think of or imagine stories or um, gravitate towards TV shows movies or books uh, kind of an inner world that I could create or curate or and live in and um, as opposed to dealing with my own reality because it would be significantly less fun or exciting and oftentimes like I've you know dealing with disappointment in my own life I've been like well I'm just gonna go read some fan fiction where these two characters are happy and in love you know because I'm not yeah um but it 
I think giving voice to melancholy has been important. Mm-hmm. Holding that. And also just identifying the stages of, of health and recognizing and 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 I've been uh, I you know and I think we'll share this in a bonus episode just talking about anxiety um and just what I've kind of been experiencing lately um has been a really difficult time usually late winter early spring is just a very difficult time for me um Mental, for my mental health, and I know a lot of people probably feel the same way uh, in yeah. that deep wintry time when, um, you know, you feel kind of closed off. Mm-hmm. And so it's always darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that the Enneagram has kind of given me a good language to kind of just measure where am I on this spectrum, um, because. I know when I'm doing well and I know when I'm not doing well. And Mm. uh, one thing I I found really helpful this past weekend was just um, finding a list of like self-care for the Enneagram 4. And I was like, man, this is like a normal weekend for me. Um, Mm. Something that typically I will do is just take Saturdays completely to myself. I usually don't make any plans. If I do, they're just in my neighborhood. Um, I really try to just keep as much time for me as possible. And because that's one of the biggest things that we need. We just Mm -hmm. need to take time for ourselves. And, and that's completely okay. Yeah. I think water types, we just have different energy levels. Uh, we're all, also as highly sensitive people mm-hmm. and empaths. We just have different energy levels, and yeah, we have to. It's like we we absolutely you need have that to disconnect because the for survival. It's like true we need because that on a as a basic living in the world, yeah. it, it's almost traumatic. <laughs> I don't, yeah. and I don't want to throw that word when, around lightly, but, but yeah, you're constantly listen, yeah. facing an input of all this information, and so it's so important to have a sacred space, sacred time, where you can really separate mm-hmm. uh, yourself from what's going on around you, so that you can actually, when you go back out into the world, you can actually give something yeah. back and exactly. be functional and be useful to the people exactly. around you, to yourself. Yeah, we kind of touched on that in the last episode with Bethany and Matt talking about being empaths and how, well, and also talking about melancholy, just being melancholy artists. Yeah. And and going back to Waters, I, as I said in that episode, that's where I heard the analogy of like as melancholy water types, and yeah. this goes for fours mm-hmm. as well. And you know, if we're also sensitive people, so this may apply just to being sensitive as well as like. But especially for waters, it's, it is like that swimming pool. And when you're unhealthy or when you're in that melancholy state or when you're just really like in your feelings or um, just in that unhealthy or that challenging time, it can be like being at the bottom of that swimming pool and you're looking up and you can see the outside world. But because you're at the bottom, everything looks distorted. Mm. So from where you are, you're seeing things, but you're not quite seeing everything as it really is because of the depth of your emotions yeah 
because of how how deep we can sort of get down into our and and yeah there's lots of different analogies you know think about like sort of negative thought spirals but but yeah um it all sort of applies like yeah just needing needing more restorative time Mm -hmm. aside from just just sleep and rest like needing alone time needing needing like restorative or or yeah and like needing time in nature and like those things are not yeah they're not just like self-care it's like those are necessities for like replenishment to be able to be um just at our best and I I just want to add that that goes so much deeper like often we kind of um just put that on the introvert extrovert Mm -hmm. spectrum but I feel like it goes way deeper goes beyond just being simply an introvert or an extrovert yeah um how you get your energy how you um because some people really do operate very well in the opposite extreme I mean, they you can... they really need that energy from other people yeah um and you can be an empath and be an extrovert sure but... You just but, need even more alone time. But that, but that's what I'm saying is, you know, yeah. it's not quite as simple as the duality that we yeah, often exactly. think of it in. And, um, you know, this is yeah. something I've had to communicate to people in my life. My best friend, um, as you know, like, is constantly around other people and gaining energy from that. And I would often say to her, like, when are you just going to take some alone time? Like, I would be so exhausted. Like, if I go out on... Mm-hmm. If I go out on a Monday or a Tuesday, I'm like, I need to be at home for two days just to recover. Yep. Just to... Yep. I, I don't want to see... Yep. I have to kind of... Um, I know that that energy is... is it, It's going to expire. I know that I only have so much of it budgeted. And so I have to be pretty um, pretty intentional about how I spend it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And even, and we can even like, and this is something that goes for nines as well on the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. their energy levels. Um, So, and and this is how, you know, this is something, so like maybe you can have, as far as the five elements, water may be your primary element, but that could you could be a nine on the Enneagram, you could be a four, who the fuck knows? Um, but yeah, it's definitely true for, for nines as well that um, their energy levels, they can be different, and, and it's like you need to recognize you may have a whole day of things planned, and you know, you may at the beginning of that day feel like you can totally tackle everything you've got planned, but if like halfway, three quarters through the day, you know, um, your body is telling you like, I'm done. Then you get, like, you got to listen to your body. Like Naomi is right now. I am right now. Anyhow, Mm -hmm. uh, anything, any last thoughts before we wrap up? Definitely. Um, if, if the Enneagram or if the five elements sound like, uh, something that, that resonates with you, something that is, you know, um, right up your alley, your kind of thing then yeah, definitely um, take a look at our show notes. We're going to have a bunch of links and resources and, yeah. and things in there. Um, so yeah, like look, in, look into these systems and, and really, you know, um, if you are 
the kind of uh, really ex- enthusiastic type, like ourselves, who likes to learn more than one, and you'd like to maybe learn the five elements and then also learn the Enneagram and then find ways to compare and, and correspond and overlap them as sort of we kind of enjoy doing, then yeah, feel free to do that. Or if just one is your thing and you want just want one sort of personality type belief system thing, and that's that's enough for you, that's kind of all you can... Not all, but, you know, whether it's because it's all you can handle or that's all you want, um, then, you know, just, you know, what... Consider, hope, you know, consider maybe, the, uh, the Enneagram the, or the yeah. five types. Yeah, the five elements. Yeah, the five yeah. elements. Maybe maybe the Enneagram is more you th- your thing, maybe the five elements. And we also um, might have uh, episodes in the future where we do have discussion on... Um, the the different doshas from Ayurveda, mm-hmm. those are those are sort of body sort of health personality kind of types. Um, and then what were the other? I forgot. I was, was trying more. to think of it. There was another one. Anyhow, um, I and um, if you know your enneagram type, or if you know your one of your five elements please leave a comment um below uh just just sharing you know how did you find out about this what is your type and how has that um you know been helpful to you we'd love to start a conversation and so please share with us in the comments or on social Mm -hmm. media yeah and there's all kinds of like instagram accounts uh for the Enneagram, Five Elements. Oh, yes. So we may share some of those as well on our Instagram. is the appropriate place to do that. Yes. And speaking of Instagram, you can follow us at WTOF Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at WTOF Podcast. Or no, sorry. We turned Twitter's, out. We turned out fine. fine. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, We Turned Out Fine. And you can email us at we turned out fine at gmail.com. And, or just visit our website at weturnedoutfine.com. <laughs> um, yeah. Be sure uh, to rate and oh. subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. Please subscribe to our podcast. Please follow us on social media and give us a like and show us some love and all that good stuff. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you are enjoying our podcast, please leave us some feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, leave us some feedback either way. But especially if you're enjoying it. And also, tell us, tell some friends about us. Share us with some friends if you're enjoying our conversations and you want to share them with some other people. Um, thank you so much for listening. And we, we turned, turned out fine. <laughs> All right. We will see you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye. We turned out fine.